everyone. Welcome to Take the Stage Opera Podcast. Something that has been on our minds the past few months as we have been living through the pandemic is what does self-care really mean and how does it look for us as singers? And how does it look for us just as plain old human beings? Self-care is going to look a little bit different for every person, but we hope to share a few things that will help you get through this season of our lives. Is everyone saying no to your singing career? Well, we here at Take the Stage Opera Podcast say toy, toy, toy. Find out what is holding you back so you can stop waiting in the wings and go out and get your standing ovation. There are no forbidden topics here, so get your ticket and find your seat. In Boca Lupo. Thank you for joining us today, everyone. I'm your host, Mariah Wilcox, and here with me, as always, is my co-host, Evan Dunn. What's up? Oh, you know, not much. Just... <laughs> it's actually a little bit too much. I said not much, but really, we're, we're kind of going yeah. crazy. Yeah. You know, I teach some students, and I've ended up with a few too many students. You know the mm-hmm. feeling? <laughs> yes, I know the feeling. It's happening to me right now. It's like I'm tired. My voice is starting to get a yeah. little tired, and now I'm going to do a role. I'm going to do a mall in the night visitor. Yeah, which is super exciting. I don't it know why exciting. we're doing that not at Christmas, but... I know. <laughs> an April version. Yes, an April version of the Christmas story. Yeah, why not? It's always a good story to tell, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> and one. you, you know, you've been doing some hairdos this uh, <laughs> recently. Tell us about that. I am always changing my hair. I know when you're I have so funny. Depressive episodes. So <laughs> it's like we're sitting in the living room chatting, and all of a sudden she's up like with scissors. It's like <laughs> it takes three minutes, and all of a sudden something is happening. Or she's like, Evan, let's dye your hair right now. And I'm like, Yeah, why haven't oh. we done that yet? <laughs> I'm like, Let's think about it. And she. She's literally in the bathroom two minutes later like, I have this stuff out. Are you ready? And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, let's talk about this. No, don't think. Don't. That's that's how you do it. You don't think about it. Yeah. So just trying to keep things exciting. <laughs> what else is there to do in a pandemic? Seriously. In a Panda Express. <laughs> have you? Um, okay. So, well, okay. I am super excited to introduce today's guest, which is tenor Wade Odell. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's great yes. to be here. You guys are hilarious. <laughs> Seriously. We think so. We're losing our minds. That's, That's Aren't we all in this wonderful, un, you know, these unprecedented times? Please don't ever say that word again. I, d- I, I had to get it in here once. I mean, you mentioned the Panda Express and I was like, okay, well, you know. <laughs> and unscented times. I mean, precedent. It's fine. Unscented. <laughs> oh my gosh! Unscented time. times. That's fine. even better. I love it. <laughs> so Wade Odell, he is a highly sought-after, award-winning operatic tenor. He's cu- currently a Wolf Trap young artist, singing lead roles, and he has sung for Knoxville Opera as well. And Wade has received awards from the Metropolitan Opera and is currently a semifinalist for the Orpheus Competition and the prestigious American Song Prize. So congratulations. Thanks. That was really hard to sit through. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, great. It's always so awkward hearing about your own achievements. You're like, like, yes, "Mm -hmm." thank you. Uh, Yeah, uh, Uh, I'm fine. That's great. (laughs) 
Well, not only is Wade an impeccable tenor, he's also <laughs> one of my... Calm it down here. <laughs> he is also one of my closest friends. Um, my favorite story about Wade is actually how we met. So he saw me, a complete stranger, crying in front of an audition sign-up sheet. And he basically just like took my hand as a stranger, sat me down on a bench, and talked to me for almost two hours. And I walked away from that experience like... One, feeling uplifted, but also being like, I don't know about this guy. (laughs) But by the end of the week, like, he never left my side. And he was, you know, we were good friends by the end of it. Yeah. So, like, a couple of those details. I mean, I'm like, okay, was she crying? I don't remember you crying in front of the audition. I know. I I literally was like... (laughs) I'm pretty sure we were just staring at the sign-up sheet for opera, and I was like, who are you? Are you auditioning? <laughs> Come. is really dramatic. <laughs> well, two peas in a pod there, so, like, come on. That's why we get along. My That's favorite true. story about Wade, since I just barely met him, <laughs> is that you hugged him and knocked him over. <laughs> yeah, yes. I found out I got a scholarship. I got on vocal scholarship after being in this opera that I he made me sign up for. Yeah, yeah. And she's amazing, um, I got really obviously. excited. It was like my first like like money I'd gotten for <laughs> singing basically, and I was so excited. I jumped up, I screamed, I knocked him to the ground because <laughs> I hugged him so hard. And then this man came out of the like the concert hall where they were having class at the time and told me to please have some more decorum. And I just was like, what? (laughs) I don't care. It's my favorite story. I love it. Well, you know what? I'm just glad that you had such a good friend as Wade, that he could kind of sit with you during your dramatic breakdowns. Yes, well, Wade is, like, in that, you know how Rachel Willis Sorensen and we had also talked about, like, building this, like, close knit group of people who are just like your team Wade is definitely definitely in that circle and has been since he took my hand and put me on a bench you know (laughs) that's awesome yeah Wade has definitely helped me through many a rough spot in my life Um, And one of the reasons I wanted him to come on for this episode is actually because Wade is the host of a series of YouTube videos, Facebook videos, Instagram and Facebook, maybe eventually on YouTube. If I'm like, you know, stop being lazy anyway. Yeah. Well, you know, (laughs) it's hard. It's hard to be lazy. Um, But they're called Wade a minute. Wait a minute. (sighs) And he just like takes a minute to talk about life, maybe some of the things that are troubling him, but also things that he's really grateful for. That's awesome. Isn't that amazing? That's so cool. They're super uplifting. Everyone should go watch them. But he's just like a really good example of taking the good with the bad in life, which is really important for self-care. Right. Because you have to be realistic about, you know, what's actually going on in your life. But you know, finding a way for you to get through it, to feel positive about it, right? Absolutely. It's so cool. So we wanted to talk to Wade about both physical and mental self-care. So let's start with um, one that's, you know, maybe a little bit trickier, which is mental health. And so what does that kind of mean to you to take care of your mental health? Yeah, so um, one of the reasons to to comment on why I started doing Wait a Minute's and the whole catchphrase of like, okay, wait a minute. It's interrupting a thought process. Um, because I know for me, um, early on, 
I am definitely an overthinker. I am definitely somebody who can stew and like just kind of, well, what about this? And like, what about this? And what about this? What about this? What about this? And one of the things I learned in therapy really early on was to just like, okay, wait a minute. (laughs) Pun. (laughs) But it's true of like, okay, so how, what am I really doing here? Like what, like between me and my wife, Aubrey, sometimes it's like, okay, we're in a downward spiral or you're on the hot mess express or the downward train. And you're like, oh gosh, how do I stop that? Like, how do I, um, and and it, it's not even stop it, but sometimes just redirect it, right? Sure. Um, and so I originally, by the way, wait a minute were <laughs> for something. Like, I, my first one was like, and it was on YouTube. It is no longer there. No one can find it. Um, <laughs> oh, no, because it really dude. was this super sassy, like, angry. Not angry, but like, I was like, okay, so somebody at school today was like, why do you have a mustache men shouldn't have mustaches they look weird and i was like uh excuse me (laughs) wait a minute you can shut up (laughs) so that was like the original (laughs) wait a minute anyway so like um yeah the so when i decided we went through some rebranding um (laughs) (laughs) no but i i wanted to to make them to one as you guys know the artist's life is uh not easy and very difficult it's it can be the worst (laughs) um but i wanted to make some videos to one just say what was in my heart and be able to just uh help people feel like they're not alone um and that there are a lot of uh of us in this together um so being able to realize you're not alone says a lot about um, mental self-care, um, being aware of kind of what you do and your tendencies um, is another thing. And so, you know, I feel like <laughs> I've gone through a lot of things, anxiety or depression or, you know, um, and I have had tools to help me through those things. Mm. And uh, those tools I got from a therapist. Um, and then it's been up to me to continue to use those tools so that I can really take care of myself so that I'm in a, I'm in a good way. Do you continue to work with a therapist or is it just, you know, every once in a while? So um, I actually, this last fall, uh, when things were kind of getting really overwhelming, I went and and saw a therapist again. Um, And uh, it was very helpful Um, because as I got older, I mean, I have two kids um, and, uh, on top of my wife is also an opera singer. So our yeah. life is literally, yeah. uh, sometimes it's like, it really compounds really quickly. Um, yeah. so to be able to keep my head about me, especially in the middle of a Panda Express with, you know, unscented <laughs> times, um, <laughs> you know, in order to be able to get through the day, I had decided, you know what, maybe it's time that I, I refresh some of these things that I, that I had talked about yes. that I, that I really just needed help on. So that is something that I encourage. Um, I think everybody should see a therapist mm-hmm. if you haven't. Um, at least once. Everyone has trauma. Everyone has childhood yes. trauma. Yeah. Evan and I say that all the yeah, time. It's true. And one of my things is if you don't take care of it, you're going to pass it on. You're going to, you're <laughs> going to literally. Yikes. 
you're gonna you're gonna you have it and it, you crap on other people <laughs> so don't yeah. do that you know and that was yeah. kind of that's that was a realization for me um in therapy was like I am not addressing these issues and whether they came from other people, but I would take them on. And because other people didn't take care of their stuff yeah. and they took it out on other people. And then you take it on and you're holding it close to you and it's garbage. And you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be doing that. Like, yeah. I don't want to say shouldn't, but it's really not in your best interest. Because that's <laughs> yeah, another sure, thing. Sure. Don't, yeah. don't should all over yourself, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, but no shitting. Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> to be able to just... Um, yeah, keep that frame of mind and work on your issues so that you don't pass them on. Because that's like one of the worst, I mean, and you know, as I'm married and I have children, it's really something that's important to me as I'm like, oh my gosh, no, I'm my father. Anyway, um, (laughs) you know, um, but I really, you know, and and that can go for other relationships, you know, not just those like friendships. If you don't, take care of your stuff and your insecurities and and th- and this is that ties into like okay mental self-care taking care of yourself in a way that is healthy because i think a lot of us we talk about self-care self-care and and you go off on you know it's like oh i just you know spent two hundred dollars today and i yes I went and got a pedicure or i went and shopping and and like yeah treat yourself kind treat of yourself mentality um, and some of those things can help. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sure. lie. I've done them this week. Yeah. Okay. I went out for Christmas. I was not like a couple weeks before Christmas, super overwhelmed, um, had gotten, you know, a couple rejections and, or I want to call them redirects, um, yes, rather redirections. than rejections. Um, because rejection kind of like implies you were rejected rather than you were being sure. redirected in the way that I love that God where what, the, to the doors that are supposed to open anyway. Right. So I'll come back to that a little bit later, but I had gotten a couple of those and, um, you know, the holidays were super stressful and, uh, I was like, you know what? Okay. First of all, fall is my best dress season and I have done nothing to uphold <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> so I went out and I bought myself one, a new pair of jeans, which, by the way, I don't think I wore jeans and I don't, it's either been sweats or stretchy slacks for like yes. years. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. So to go out and be in jeans, like I felt like Michael Scott in the office when it's jean day. I was like, look at me in my jeans. Um, and I bought a sweater and I spent probably, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but like a hundred and thirty dollars anyway so on like, the sweater and the jeans so like oh, okay like yeah so i didn't go crazy but like that's like a decent amount of money um a decent amount but you know what because when i put it on i was like you know what i feel good about myself this yes. helps me feel good and to quote my dad you gotta look good to feel good to be successful. Thank you, Scott Odell. Anyway, Scott uh, Golden Odell. But it's true, and sometimes that is the case. So I, I don't want to down talk like, oh, sure. going and getting a pedicure, or like, oh, you yeah, spend a bunch no. of money, but like, absolutely. So what I learned, and like I said, I'm learning recently, is for me, self care is in the everyday mundane, and I mm. that that mm. is the answer that no one wants to accept. Yes, right. No one wants to accept that, that it's like 
actually, it's not going to happen overnight. And it's this, no. like, process of doing little things every, every day. day. Every, every day. day. And, like, so it's like, what is self-care to me? Um, you know what? Uh, if I flossed my teeth that morning... Like, that's my recent yeah. kick. Like, yeah. I'm taking care of my teeth today. And then I feel good <laughs> because that's something that's for me. I'm taking care of me, you know? And let me tell you, in the middle yeah. of depression or, like, a downward spiral and things aren't going well, which, trust me, I'm not going to get into it, but we've had a lot of things lately <laughs> that could really and have put me there. But what has been self-care is I got out of bed that day. Mm. That was, I got out of bed. And some days that is, it's got to be enough. Because right. I really think, and this comes back to kind of why I started Wait a Minute's an artist. We don't think we're enough. There's a yeah. lot of self-worth issues that we get tied up in. Yeah. Well, and I think that like getting out of bed is enough, but you have to then convince yourself that it is enough and that's the hardest part terrible voice in your head that literally is beating the crap out of you right you're like really that's enough really and 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 especially in the artistic field you know i mean i've got to say like 85 percent of us have it like you know of like some that that really judgmental voice that is constantly telling you it's not enough it's not enough it's not enough and let me tell you from personal experience, who I that is something I've literally dealt with my entire life. I when was I gonna wake up and be my own friend? When was I gonna mm-hmm. be enough for me? Right. And so that really began to start of like, okay, getting out of bed today is enough. You know what? Yes. I ate three meals today or I, you know, I did some dishes because in especially, and I hate to keep bringing it back to this, but I feel like as artists, we have a really hard time understanding that we are in the middle of a pandemic and I hate that Mm -hmm. word and I never want to say unprecedented times again, but literally (laughs) how much work is going on right now and our lives are not the same and it is so hard. It is so hard to get up and say, I'm an artist today. I'm going to practice today. I'm going to work on my voice. I have friends who can't afford voice lessons. I have friends who literally are like, coachings, what are those? Learning a role? Because like at the beginning of the pandemic, I felt like everybody was saying, oh, like, you know what? Keep working on your craft. Like this is the time to just keep going forward. And yes, it is. It is also- Some people don't have that luxury. Exactly. And it's okay if it looks different, yeah. you know? It, it, it's going to look different. It has to look different. And if it looks different in a month or a year or whatever, you know, you like... Mine has definitely morphed, like I said, from the beginning of this to where I am now. And, and to realize that it's okay to change. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, is that a hard thing? I mean, because... Yeah. And, and you, okay, you want to know why the, the truth... That's so hard to accept is that it's in the daily habits. It's in the Mm -hmm, daily Monday. mm -hmm. It's because it's change. And that's how change happens. Mm -hmm. And you've got to change something in your day to make a new habit, to to really get yourself going. Go ahead. So, Wade, does it it get easier for you? Do you feel like as you focus on this daily taking care of yourself, whatever it looks like in that day, over time, do you feel like – you start to treat yourself better or 
what's your journey morphed into? Yeah, to be frank with you, uh, what it, literally, it started with, okay, I'm getting out of bed. Okay, I'm getting mm-hmm. showered today. Okay, yeah. you know what? I'm going <laughs> to, I know, right? I'm going to sit at the piano. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to open the book. You know, it's always starting the thing that is hard. Yeah. You know, sometimes that blanket is 10,000 pounds to take off. Mm-hmm. But once you take it off and stand up, it's a lot easier to get things in motion, you know? And it's like, yeah. it's funny. I use this analogy because it's it's true. Like, you know, we know by small and simple things, great things are come to pass. And it's true. And I always talk about that with yeah. doing dishes because I hate doing dishes. There will be times that I literally, how I start it is I take the silverware thing out of the dishwasher and I'm like, I'm starting with silverware. And I just start taking mm-hmm. the silverware out of anything, anywhere. And by the time I'm ready to move on to cups, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But but it gets it going so that I'm like, yes. okay, now I don't hate this as much. Sure. You know? And that's why I feel like those big statements of like, I'm taking care of me. And you're going to do it. Because I've done that. Yeah. I've literally been like, okay, so now I'm doing this. And now I'm doing, you know what I mean? And you can get that way. But really, right. it has to come from that every, like I said, not being so dramatic with your self-care. Mm. Being really right. mundane about it to the point. And, and like I said, silencing. And, and, and it's really easy to be like, have that voice in the back of your head that's like, this is stupid. This is garbage. And it's like, you know what, though? And especially as singers, how have any of us gotten to where we are? It is right. by doing the same thing over and over and over again. <laughs> it's like the same thing as learning how to sing. And yet for some reason we like are so freaked out about it. So bad. <laughs> it's literally like I, I like I realize that my voice is guys, it is wrapped up in what you think about yourself. <laughs> because oh, when you're gosh, literally yes. standing in front of people that you don't know, And you're literally bearing your soul. If you've got Mm -hmm. a voice in your head that is telling you no, (laughs) how do you think your body is going to respond? Yes. Like the end. And, And because I was mortified when I'd get up. And it's because of how insecure I was feeling. Right. About me. As I started to really learn to love myself more and really appreciate who I am, that is when I noticed my voice started freeing up. I mean, and obviously technical things, which, like I said, kind of came at the same time. But being able to embrace me helped me be able to embrace my voice and to not judge my voice. How Mm. often do we judge so harshly? And let's be honest, that judgment that you're throwing towards another singer, take that times 10, that's what you're doing to yourself. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. I'm always so nice to other singers. Like if I hear a technical problem, you know, I'm never like, oh, they're, you know, it's their fault. It's always Mm -hmm. just like, oh, they haven't learned it yet. Or what, you know, you're just always like, (laughs) but for me, it's like, it's because I'm horrible. Like I'm a horrible, I'll never learn. I'm a horrible singer. (laughs) And it's, you know, it's, Like you were saying, it's 10 times as bad to hear it from yourself as it is to hear it from someone else. Because, like, if someone else, like, ever told me that I was doing something wrong, I could, you know, 
perhaps brush it off my shoulder. But if I'm telling myself that I'm terrible, you can't avoid that. For me, it was learning to take the parts of myself that I had locked away in a closet and a tower mm. and said, you will never leave this tower. <laughs> uh, not to, you know, bring Disney into it, but uh, yes. it's, but it's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, there were so many times. And like I said, I mean, this is just my experience, but like sure. you're dramatic, you're loud, you're too much, you're yes. over the top, you're, X, Y, Z, like, like literally, and the list goes on and on for things that I thought about, took to myself and was just so, I, I, I shoved it up in a box and I threw it out the window and I was like, I'm never going to deal with that again. Or I locked it in a dark cellar and said, you will never see the light of day again. And what is so crazy about that, Wade, is that all of those things that you listed off is what I love about They're you like and what I know other you. people yeah. love about you. Well, see, yeah. and, and that's the thing is being able to see because like for me, a lot of my growing up and a lot of those things were just so mm-hmm. uh, just so beat into me. Yes. That I, and that, mm-hmm. and yeah. that I was just too much. Childhood trauma. Right. And like, you know, when I was able to, and this is, I mean, I hate to bring up because I literally just did an interview for another podcast, Real Collections, with Mary and Jonah Hoskins. Um, they okay. had me come on and talk about um, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, they're oh, cool. wonderful. Um, but I literally, I talked about this, but it's really true here about self-care. That's, I mean, that's, as a child, I really, and, and later adulthood as well, loved Quasimodo and what mm-hmm. he represented. Um, and like, cause it's like, oh, I want to be out there. Right. And that's what I realized that, mm. that I feel like all of us as artists, we have people, we have this thing inside of us and we just want to be accepted and loved for who yeah. we are. Yes. And, you know, what I realized is that actually, and that, that a lot of me, you know, I was Quasimodo. I always had felt like, you know, but I didn't realize that. I also was being Frollo. Hmm. <laughs> oh, shit. I, I know. Oh, that my I gosh. literally had pulled this person aside and said, those parts of me, and I said, you are deformed. You are ugly. Wow. You are never going to see the light of day. You are never going to be out there. Because you know what? If you were to be out there and people were to see who you truly are, they would hate you. You, d- you don't deserve to be seen. You don't deserve the, to yeah, be heard. You don't deserve. It's not deserving. Wow. And as soon as I realized that I was like, you know what? What if I were to go in and take him by the hand and bring him out into the sunlight and say these, these parts of me and realize that they deserve to be there and they deserve love and they deserve to be seen and heard and you're going to tell me that that and that isn't locked up in my voice it's totally locked up in my voice and that that i willing to be like deserving of being seen and heard and loved for just what i have yeah and that it doesn't have to be 
anything more. You want to talk about overcompensating much? Hello? <laughs> um, and I feel like any other tenor, but it's fine. It's true. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Wade, for sharing all of this. This was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. <laughs> yes, we're okay with it, too. I feel blessed that I just get to, like, call you up whenever I want and have you be my therapist. And from now on, I'm going to call you and you're going to be mine, too. That's fine, Evan. Please feel free. Like, you know, I'm not charging yet. So get in now. (laughs) Wow. It's not happening. Oh, my gosh. So for everyone listening out there, remember, you are strong. You're beautiful and capable. And you can be the master of yourself. We need you to keep working and bettering yourself, taking care of yourself, not even bettering yourself, just being Being enough. yourself. Being enough who you are. So with that, stop waiting in the wings. Keep singing, my friends. In Boca Lupo. Thank you for listening to another episode of Take the Stage Opera Podcast. We love hearing from you, so please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and give us a review. It helps us to continue delivering quality material. 